Welcome to this episode 151. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey. What's up, guys? And this is Bobby. What's up, guys? We're back. And we should be in a good mood, right? Yeah, we're in a good mood, man. I'm in a good, good. mood. It's Tuesday night. It's 9.30. I had a long drive home. What's not... What What isn't there to be a good mood about, right? Sure. Can I have a stroke just now? Who? What? What? I don't know. The, the order in which I said those words made me wonder if I had a stroke. Oh, okay. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Don't worry. You, you wouldn't be speaking just... much right now if you did. Uh, you, you don't know that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's, so what's going on with you guys? Nothing much. I mean, we're we're biting we're biting into Lewis's cam time, so we gotta really should get going. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're so good. We got we, we got, got an a, hour. We got an hour. Oh, I thought yeah. you bumped it up to nine thirty. No, no. Well, oh, I because of daylight I saving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have. You got it, David. So, but no, it, it it's it's still ten thirty. I think people are adjusted now. It's been over a week. We're good. We're good. <laughs> And it, and it really was until like just this week that I I felt like I caught up. Like it's been what a week and a, it's it's been a week, right? Since uh, the time change. Yes. Well, a little over a week, maybe. A little over yeah, a week. Yeah. I, I I feel like I just caught up this week, like yesterday. Well, to Monday. me, it's like it's it's like a profound like epiphany every day. I'm like, oh, there's light. Oh, there's light. <laughs> yeah. When I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, hate- even to like like evening, you know, I'm like, there's still light out. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, oh. personally, I don't like that. Well, it was way That's too dark me, before though. for me. It was like it got way too dark too soon. See, I, I I loved it in that like you can you can be out and about and you can say okay, it's late. There's not going to be too many people out or or whatnot, and I can just do an errand real real quick. And there's still like a shit ton of people out, and you're like, man, people go home, go to sleep. It's like nine o'clock. <laughs> But the sun is like fucking so bright that people think it's like four p.m. and not nine. Okay, and really, so, the sun not is, not on that, is not on out at nine. <laughs> like it goes down. Well, like give a, it a in, 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 in seven thirty. Yeah, like in in, 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 in give it a cut. Give it a terms, few more man, weeks. The sun, yeah, the, sun more weeks, the sun is not yes. being outlandish. Okay. <laughs> give it a few more weeks. It knows when, when like, you're still away. gonna see He's light not... at eight forty-five, and you're just like ah. But like conversely, when it gets dark, like at like five. And no one's gonna want to go out at five thirty because they think it's nine o'clock, and and you know everything's empty because you're not even the person that like, goes out often. You're the person that stays I know. in. So what the? Fuck That's are you my point, about? though. So when I go out, I already fucking have that covered, and now it kind of just threw me off because it's like, ah. Oh. So now I want to stay home, but I can't stay home. You're complaining about nothing. I know. I like, like to That's complain. literally what you're. You're literally complaining about nothing. Yeah, I like to complain. Yeah. I, how, how about I lost a Good fucking God. hour of sleep that I'm never getting Good back? You will that? get it back, though. You will get it back. You probably already no, in a few months. You probably like already October. Back. You probably overslept we, some night, someday. Didn't California vote to like get rid of daylight savings times? No, we haven't voted. That's just it's just rumors to do the vote. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. It's yeah. They're 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 looking to go on to like a universal time, uh, thing. Whatever it's. Like I, I I don't understand why people have to get all like pissy about daylight savings. It all I always feel like whenever the time goes back, um, or whenever we skip an hour, 
people are like, oh, this is so dumb. This is the worst thing. And then when when we gain an hour, it's like, oh, yes, that extra hour of life. Yeah, blah, that's blah, how blah. it goes. It's, dude, shut up, people. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> shut up. Just stop. Comp- There's worse things out there, okay? I, I, we don't have well, freaking health care. God damn it. <laughs> Complain about that. I have to think about whether or not I'm going to take my son to the doctor when he has a fever because it's going to be expensive. <laughs> well, we, got I don't want to hear your BS on freaking losing an hour of sleep. I was going to say, you should have got that extra hour of sleep. Would have been better rested. Man, you know what, dude? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna really like the 48 year old David because the 48 year old David is finally gonna get to the point where he's fed up with everything I'm fed up with now. Like you're just growing into it right now, Dave. You're just growing into it. And and you're a curmudgeon right now. Why would I, like I'm glad that I'm gonna have an extra 10 years of like being cheery and 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 happy to be around. You're just a grouch right now, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. People still like being around me, though. Yeah, sometimes a little bit too much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what do I know? Um, That's what I'm saying. You're finally getting it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. So you're getting it now. Accumulation. That's what I'm saying. Accumulation. Accumulation of time. <laughs> Oh man! See, this was supposed to be a good. This was supposed to be a happy show. We were in a good place. I'm going still happy. To, this is why going, I always going, say go straight to galaxy. Out of the this is why I just say go straight to galaxy. <laughs> but most of the time, most of the time, if we go straight to galaxy, we go into bad things. That's we true. just came from a win. I know, but I'm not used to this. This is the. This is the 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 thing that I'm used to. So, here we are. Let's let's talk about a galaxy win. Yes. Galaxy sure. One, yay! Galaxy One. <laughs> yes, in, in a manner that was got very, very surprising. We, we got out of there alive in the second half, and we did it fantastic in the first. So we can start with that. Well, and, and that's the end of the game, folks. Good, <laughs> good first half, bad second half. We win. Next. <laughs> All right, that was a um, fast pod. That was a fast pod. I'm happy. We're good. I'm going to go get my hour of sleep back. Um, no, so the, the Galaxy come out and uh, beat Minnesota 3-2. to two. The scoreline was very deceiving. Uh, if, if you watch the game, you know that 3-2 was not a justified scoreline. 3-1 to one you can deal with. 3-0 may be the most justifiable um, scoreline, but uh, we'll, we'll get into the details it's of the game a little defense. later. It's, it's still, still our defense. It's still our defense. We'll get to it. Um, but, guys, none of us had the Galaxy winning this game. I don't think any of the other podcast had the Galaxy winning this game. And they came out and actually surprised not just us, but the entire league took notice of the way that they played this past Saturday against Minnesota playing a style that we haven't seen on the galaxy in a long very long time, time. eight years um, at least at least at least um it, it it was uh it was a really beautiful thing to watch uh at least for the first 75 minutes uh the galaxy were in complete control of the game absolute dominance 
uh, from top to bottom defensively. Uh, they absolutely bossed the midfield. I, I think the back line didn't really have to do too much because of the pressure that the Galaxy were already putting on, on them in the midfield. I mean, Minnesota didn't have too many solid looks. And, I mean, the Galaxy were really, really quick to get that ball back. They held 63% possession the entire game, mm-hmm. completing nearly 500 passes. I mean, this is these are some crazy stats that the Galaxy put up. Yes. Anybody can jump maybe. in. Go ahead. <laughs> Anybody. Go ahead. I, it sounded I'm, like one I'm of your. It sounded like one of your Lewis's pauses where you're about to start up again. Sorry, we didn't know we we could jump in. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I. Go on, David. No, I was gonna say I honestly like am flabbergasted over the you know the the stuff that you you just said. I can't believe it. I I haven't seen the Galaxy play like this in ever, probably at least in the first half. Um. What was it? The midfield trio of uh, Corona, Leggett, and Jonathan yeah. had 292 touches. That midfield was owning that game. Yes. 292 touches was very impressive between three players. Um, oddly enough, the defense also had the same amount of touches. But that's over four players. So a lot of, a lot of interplay, a lot of passing. It was it was good, man. It was it was beautiful to watch, and I, and like like we said, I don't think anybody expected it. I honestly don't think that anybody expected to see that. And when they saw it, it took them a while to be like, "What's happening right now?" No, because it, honestly, he, honestly, when when uh, when Minnesota came out and the Galaxy were dominating, I'm like, "Okay, any day it's gonna drop." That goal, you know, Minnesota's going to get that perfect counter. They're going to score. We're going to lose. And it just, it never happened. I, I, you know, you know what it felt like when, when I was watching it, like midway through the first half, um, at the time we hadn't scored yet, but you can tell that like, look, we deserve to be up. And like David said, hopefully it's, it's not like a, a, a counter or a set piece goal that we give up or even a soft goal, uh, whether that's a, you know, back pass to, to nobody or just a, a poor giveaway wherever. Um, but up until that point, I said, we're, we're going to win this game. Like we're going to score. We're absolutely dominating. If we lose this game, um, it is absolutely, it would be completely unjustified, at least up until that point. But it kind of felt like that movie cool runnings where like everyone was like, <laughs> like, like, you know that first run when when they finally you know made the Olympics and everyone's hyped and and uh, you know we go into Dallas everyone's hyped there's optimism yeah yeah I know I know but I think we can do I can pull this off and then you know you had like a horrible run you're hitting everything and you can't even get in the sled so the second time around the next game you're like oh just please just let it be better than the first <laughs> the last game and then all of a sudden they're like one of the best you know. Uh, teams out there and that's what seriously what went through my mind uh that that's what it was it was just a complete like turnaround from seven days prior um and it was virtually the same lineup um well the the the, can can i say something though you got to remember the seven days seven days prior as well the dallas game that first half actually surprised a lot of people as well until we started crumbling in the second as well 
So that first half was kind of a sample, a kind of look into what we could have been, and this game kind of showed what we can be and what we are. Um, you know, it, it, it was it was it was a build, it, it was building upon each game. Last week, the second half—I mean, not last week—the the Dallas game, the second half, we crumbled apart like crazy, and we were in an away, in, in an away game, and and I can see mentally how that could have been a lot more a lot more difficult than the second half of this game as well because of all the support and they and and how well they were playing in the first half and how how well they were gelling i mean geez i mean this team was gelling like just crazy i mean everybody was on point everybody was we talked i we, we talked about last week you know the the midfield was basically non-existent we couldn't even we couldn't even string three passes together let alone 28 passes that we did uh, in route to the second goal, um, but well, yes, there's a difference the, in that for sure. Right. Well, one of the what well, one of the big differences that we talked about this, or one of the excuses, if you want to call it an excuse, was that look, Legit, this was his first game of the season. He had started training leading up to that game because he got injured as soon as he got back from the from the national team camp. So yeah. he wasn't there at the start of camp and left. He came back and two days later he was already you know he was already down. And so he hadn't been training with the team. Joe Corona had signed just a few days before the Dallas game. And he was thrown into the starting lineup because of, of, of all the injuries that, that the Galaxy are suffering right now. So you had three big names. I mean, you had Jonathan, you have Corona, and you have Legette. Two of those guys are now in, uh, in their uh, respective national team camps right now. And you got to figure that, whoa, those three names, those are pretty good. That's going to be one hell of a midfield when you couple that with Alessandrini and Antuna, you know, that have speed on the on the on the wings. Mm -hmm. Like that seems like a pretty unstoppable midfield. Unfortunately, none of them had ever played a single game together, and it showed in Dallas. So going into the next game, you had another seven days, which I still think is not enough. But shit, they proved me wrong because it seemed like they had been playing for like six months already. Well, you know what the difference is. They started listening to Scoloto. Apparently. I think <laughs> I think that was misquoted. I think that was like the, the way people interpreted that particular quote what was like, I missed that hey, one? they were. Well, basically, uh, I think it was somebody asked them, like, you know, like about the performance, like what was different between, asked you know, this Scalotto? game and last. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm, I don't remember if it was. Uh, if it was if it was uh, Megan Riza or maybe it was in the scrum and you know it was, someone it was asked. in the scrum. I, I I believe Josh Gessman said that it was in the scrum. It was somebody from uh, Sky Sports who he mentioned my name, uh, but I oh I don't that's right name, yes that's right unfortunately that's right. yeah yeah that's right okay and so they had asked him you know like about the game and and he basically said like oh you know like I don't think he actually said they started listening to me. But it, it, that, that's the way it was interpreted. Uh, but basically, he said, like, you know, they. I, I think what he meant to say is, like, they're finally understanding. Like, they were very attentive to what we were trying to do. And I'm assuming that, you know, after the Dallas game, they probably got that wake-up call, like, oh, shit. Like, we can't, you know, we can't play like that again. And, and so they were a little bit more attentive to, to detail, and they, and they practiced harder. But the way, like, people interpreted it was, like, well, they finally listened to me. So look what happens when you listen to me. <laughs> you know, that's the way it was interpreted. Mm. But um, I don't think he actually meant it that way. But um, whatever the case is, I mean, the fact that they were playing in that way, this was what 
we were hoping we would be seeing under uh, Skeloto. This is what he promised us uh, back uh, in the preseason, back at the Jersey launch party. He said, uh, you know, what should we see? Uh, what should we expect well, against Chicago? He said a lot of attack, a lot of offense, a lot of possession. We hadn't seen it up until uh, this game against Minnesota. Um, granted that it's a Minnesota side that was 2-0, but they beat two very weak opponents in San Jose and Vancouver. I don't think that should be taken away from the Galaxy. I think that builds their confidence up and saying, look, we can do this. We can run like this. Um, going forward, you're going to be facing tougher teams, but I-, I think knowing that, look, we are capable of doing this. Um, and it says a lot, and I think... I think they got the league's attention. I really did. I mean, a lot of people were talking about the Galaxy style of play and how this is something that is, you know, you see with Atlanta and you hadn't seen with the Galaxy in a while. And even if you had seen it, you know, eight years ago, it wasn't at this pace. It was never at this pace. They were going a mile a minute for 90 minutes. So, um, yeah, it, it was absolutely wonderful to watch. It was. You know who was wonderful to watch? Rolf Felcher. Oh my goodness! Fantastic game! Oh, dude, absolutely he was beautiful. So good on the night. I couldn't believe this was the Rolf Filter that people were ready to throw in the scrap heap last season. He was incredible. The dude was working so freaking hard. I mean, everybody worked hard in this game. Yeah. You want to talk about guys who worked hard? Look at uh, Uriel and Tuna. That fool was I mean, running everywhere. He was, that guy was pressuring, pressuring all the time, 100%. The, yeah, after sprinting the entire game, he's still chasing down guys in the 90-plus minute, like at full speed. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. The guy is an absolute machine. The, the guy was – I mean, we saw bits and pieces of it, but, I mean, if, if he was like the, the, the target striker – um, and, and that's not his position, by the way. He, he's supposed to be a winger. They, they use him up there simply because they had nobody else on the roster. And they put him up there. And, man, that guy was playing pretty much every position um, right in front of the that back line. It was absolutely insane to watch. And I, I think it took, like, a while before I finally noticed, like, man, this guy's going, like, all over the place. He, he may not be uh, effective as far as, like, that target striker that you know that you would expect to see uh, if Ola was there or if uh, Zlatan was there, but the work rate well, those and, are very and different uh, ways. The, the, they're, they're very absolutely, different. Yeah. yeah, absolutely different. And, and the way that he was, you know, pressuring everybody. I mean, it, it started. I mean, he literally was the first line of defense. Yeah, and it really no, did he, just. They threw. He threw him. In, I mean, uh, with him and the other teams, but the way uh, the other uh, every other player in the team, but the way they pressured really threw Minnesota in, in out of whack. I mean, they were they had no time to think. They were out, they were on pressure at every single moment, and they weren't able to hold that ball at all. And I mean, it, with Antuna doing that and just chasing every everyone, just from what from left to right, the entire field. It's just. It was insane, man. It was it was pretty insane. It reminded me a lot of the ways that I play uh, FIFA, because like when I play FIFA, I usually have my forward just chasing somebody, anybody, like anybody where the ball is gonna go or 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 uh, uh, you know, goalkeeper has a ball, I'm sprinting at him trying to you know just force that that other player to make a bad pass or or do whatever, and that's what Antuna was doing. I thought that he was gonna run out of gas at some point. Um, I think even like in the 70th minute or so, he started like kind of like massaging his left hamstring 
And I was like, oh, no, because he was like, you know, he was chasing people down hard. And I was like, dude, this kid's going to get hurt. And nah, he went he went through. He he did it, man. The, the kid was incredible. I, I mean, it earned him uh, L.A. Riot Squad man of the match. Mm-hmm. And I, I made sure to make a note like this is a guy who you would think that after the, the game is over, he just wants to like collapse and just rest. No, he came over. He came over to the Riot Squad. He stood there. He took a bunch of pictures. He signed autographs. He, you know, any as he was walking back to the locker room, he made sure he signed as many, you know, and took as many pictures as he as he could with fans. I mean, the guy the guy was incredible. And then after that, I think even after the game, they had a post-match um, meet and greet set up with him. So, I mean, you know, the guy the guy put in his he, he earned his his money that night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, hopefully we can get that type of performance from him uh, every game. I honestly have no doubt. I mean, you obviously saw the technical ability um, in the first two games, but, you know, there was just something missing. And, you know, again, the the personnel that was around him this time around uh, and the strategy that they used, the tactics that were that were implemented, because of the players that you were missing. I mean, it, it worked. And credit to Scalotto for doing that. And putting in the the, the perfect game plan uh, going into that game. But yeah, I, I, he really did thrive in, in that role. And I think it, it really did trickle trickle down to everybody else um, playing behind him. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure that he slotted, you know, you can tell that, you know, he was all over the place. Uh, he got an assist on the final goal to Lejet and he was playing on the wing. Ooh. That was so, that was a beauty. That, yeah. that third goal. Oh my god, I I almost wanted to ask you guys, but I knew you would say no. No, it's a no. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's I, nice I, I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> we voted already. That right finished. Now you saying it? That, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, we literally just like don't even vote. But that <laughs> just, oh, but that finish was so sweet. One time he just picks it out of the air. It's from close range, and he freezes the goalkeeper, but. Oh my God, that that goal was incredible! And then you know it's it's the Jets. Is that his first goal of the season? I think so. Yes. Um, the way he celebrated, I mean, he was so happy, uh, and now he goes off to the national team with so much confidence. Um, I was really happy for for the Jet that he got that goal, um, and Jonathan too. Like Jonathan, I thought he took that penalty well, and oh yeah, and uh, for that first goal, and and dude, um, Hugo. Um, friend of the show, Hugo. Uh, I saw him at halftime uh, at the, uh, you know, behind the ride squad. I was talking to him, and he said, "Like, dude, J- Jonathan surprised him. He scored the goal, and his celebration. He kisses the crest. He did. Like, this is a this is a team that dumped that just dumped his brother, his brother that he's been following around the world. He knew and- he didn't belong either." I know, I know, but the guy, you know, the guy comes out, he scores a goal for the Galaxy, and he kisses the crest. Like that is a symbolic moment. Of that's a very, very symbolic gesture, um, and, and you know that's always appreciated for any player if they're doing that. But let's be honest, his last name is Dos Santos, and there's always going to be that stigma there. Um, it shouldn't be because I think he's earned um, the respect from a lot, or he should have earned the respect from a lot of fans. And, um, you know, he shouldn't be in his brother's shadow. Um, he was always the better player. Uh, maybe not the more, uh, technically gifted, but he definitely has more, you know, heart 
than his brother, which which sometimes uh, goes a longer way. And yeah, I think that gesture really said a lot. And I think whoever was, if there are people still on the fence about Jonathan, there shouldn't be. Um, I think that should seal it right there. Um, and once again, Jonathan, uh, all over the place uh, as well. Um, again, I think he was overshadowed by the great performance uh, of the team overall. Um, and uh, that's a good thing. The, the fact that um, not one, well, I guess Antuna did stand out, but I mean, everyone else, like you could say, look, who, who had a very poor game? Like, I don't think you can say anyone had a poor, maybe Bingham, but um, mm. I, I mean, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was absolutely uh, great to watch, great to see, um, to, to see that that uh, that gesture. I think it says a lot coming from him. I I certainly appreciate it, uh, knowing knowing that that's that's what happened. Um, and then, like, h- how long later when we stung together twenty eight passes in a row before uh, scoring the second goal? Yeah, I mean, and, and look, wow. I'll say this: I'll say this. You and I, Lewis, have been giving Boateng a really hard time, mm-hmm. um, and he. More he Lewis. did more kind Lewis. of <laughs> more Lewis. He did kind of he did kind of blow a, a good scoring opportunity uh, a little bit before that. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe it would it was still zero zero. There was a moment where you look at it and you're like, dude, you got it. You got to get that. You got to get that. And he you know he kind of blew a, a good chance. But that pass that he gives uh, Felcher, mm-hmm. that kind of just like spl- defense splitting pass, um, it was beautiful. It was it was a wonderful pass. I mean, it wasn't and, just uh, that and pass. Then Felcher, it wasn't just that pass. I mean, he he worked really well with the entire team the majority of the game. Yeah, he had little bad moments here and there, but in the majority of the game, he was he was a really he was really well he was really he was really well at driving the ball forward, getting the team to come to come forward with them, passing in, and I mean, within that that big sequence of passes, he 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 had he, he had his foot on that I don't I don't know about two three times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's no secret that Boateng is a, is an outlet for for them for the team. You know, he's he's got he's got speed. It's just that like final third decision making is the final is, is what making. is really really <laughs> back. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes he just can't. He, he well, he, I mean, he can't he can't get he can't execute it sometimes at all. Um, I look. I, I'm not gonna forgive the guy for one good pass. Um, That's what I'm saying. It's not just one pass. After, I, after it, it was uh, because they're like, as David said, I mean, it, it wasn't like if you're telling me who was the weakest link, it was Boateng. Um, like he, David said, there was a scoring opportunity that he missed. There was decision making that he was very indecisive. When he finally decided, it was a little too late. Uh, there were some passes that he missed uh, again because of indecisiveness, and then he maybe he had to rush the pass and he put just a little bit too much strength behind it. And uh, the, 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 you know, it, whether it was uh, Shelvick or uh, Antuna making the run, uh, they couldn't get to it because he just, you know, put it too, uh, too uh, out of reach for him. Uh, crosses that uh, didn't go to anybody. Um, so he had that one pass, which I give credit for. But if you look at the, uh, the player ratings, um, he's actually the lowest rated player. So if you want to say he's a weakest link, he is. And I'm not going to. 
he's not going to get on my good side for one pass. Um, he did several mistakes in this game, but um, for for me, I, I don't really want to rip the guy because I, I like the guy. I just said, look, I can't defend him anymore. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he's a good player. He just needs to do this. I think he's had ample time to do it. Um, and, you know, hopefully we see more of that. In that particular pass, his decision-making was spot on. His passing was spot on. His vision was spot on being able to to, to spot Felcher streaking because uh, apparently nobody else saw him doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Emma did. So, so you know, uh, kudos to him for that. But to say that he had a good game, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that. Um, he did that one good decision there, and it led to a goal. So give him credit for that. Absolutely. Um, Felcher with a nice cross to Pontius, who just, you know, right to his chest um, to... to uh, to uh, I mean, it was basically an open net at that point, um, but a great sequence for the galaxy all around there, and um, that pretty much was the peak the, of what this team did that Saturday, and um, you know that was going into halftime, and you felt really good. It was a perfect first half, and then you come out the second half, I'm like, okay, do they come out flat? What happens? And nope. They didn't come out flat. They kept pushing, and and they were looking for the third goal. It didn't come, and then uh, someone gives the ball away, kind of an obscure position. And then uh, I forgot who takes a shot. Is it a Boxel? Someone takes a shot um, that leads to the first goal. Where Bingham? I have no idea, guys. What's Bingham doing on that play? Yeah, I don't know. remember we talked about how David Bingham is one of those keepers where. He's very streaky. He's gonna make. He's gonna be spectacular in one week and just be like, "What the hell are you doing?" The second week, this was that week because I thought on that on that first goal, he just he just whiffs. He misses the ball, like plain and simple. Yeah, he seemed. Like I mean, he it's no, it's nowhere near. And it just went through his hands. Yeah, yeah there's not nowhere there, near there's as no... bad. It's nowhere near as bad as the Guzan reaction from the Atlanta game, but. It was pretty bad. I mean, that, but at least the Gusan, there's some sort of deflection there. It, I mean, if you're a good goalkeeper, you're already motioning in some direction where there, if there's a deflection, you're, you're going to be completely off uh, off the mark. Yeah. I don't, I don't see a deflection in this shot at all. No, it just Nothing, goes off of his anywhere. hands. It just, and he's right there. He has it pretty tight on yeah, that, that. He just that, missed. Yeah. Yeah, it's just bizarre. The, uh, there was a bounce on the floor, the, but it's nothing much to, to, to call anything. I don't even think that was that. It was a straight shot to him. There was no bounce on the floor. Hold on. I, was, I, was I, I can promise the, you that. I think, no, I, I, I kind of feel like it skidded on the floor a little bit. But no, still, it, there, it no, was enough. Is right. It wasn't it enough didn't. to like redirect it. Yeah, yeah there's no bounce. No, it's straight, it straight goes into his hands, and then, yeah. and, then it, and then it deflects off of him, you know, his hands. Yeah. And then it goes in. Yeah. Yeah, there was no there was no bounce, and and the weird thing is that he's going in one direction, and it seems like the ball is yeah he's already leaning like to his right, and it's and it's moving yeah. over to his left, and yeah, it's odd. Yeah, yeah I don't know if yeah, he just yeah. misjudged the ball. I don't know if he saw if he saw it too late, and maybe he was already cheating to the right, and when he saw the ball, it was already, you know he couldn't really react to it. I'm not really sure. Either way, it it's a play that. 
he has to be better at. He cannot make that mistake. Um, should have also been a little at that more point, pressure on that player. Now I'm looking back at it, but either yeah, way, I mean, you can always still been on it could, though. Right. I mean, you can always go back and say, oh, how could this have been prevented? And there's always a way to prevent it, obviously. But yeah, I mean, th- there was a giveaway there. I think they were playing with 10 men because I think at that point, Legette had got uh, a knock on his nose and he started bleeding. So he had to come off yeah. um, to get it treated. So during that time when they were down to 10 men, that that's when right. they gave up the goal. But it's not, I mean, that's not an excuse uh, for Bingham or even for, you know, giving that much space. Um, but at that point, at 2-0, the game technically is still in contention, even if there is only 15 minutes left. We have seen that time and time again, especially with the Galaxy last season, giving up um, the the leads and pretty much coughing up a, a full three points in the final, you know, five minutes of the game. It's a curse we still haven't broken, even though we got out of this one. It's just I don't feel like it's a curse we've broken just yet. Yeah, it's, it, it's, getting, I, less, it's getting less severe, but I don't think we've broken it. I, I think what, what, what kind of like there was the encouraging thing, which quickly went away. The encouraging thing was, you know, after that first goal was scored, I asked myself, well, okay, how do they react now? Because that's going to be very telling of this team. If, 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 if they let in that second goal, you can already tell like, okay, maybe some of these players are going to say, here we go again. You know, like, okay, it's starting all over again. It's going to be in their head. Um, and you know, do they pull back? Do they just defend uh, do they try to protect that lead? Like, oh, they scored. Okay, we can't afford another one. You know, do you fall back? Because you've been controlling the entire game up to this point. And they went out, what, like less than five minutes later, and they scored a third one. Now, in all fairness, if you want to forgive that first goal, fine. The game should have been over once the third goal was scored. It should have been done right there and then. And I, and I think and, the Galaxy, I think the Galaxy was trying to step on the throat of the game. I think... They were oh, they going did. back to try. They were they were going back oh, to yeah, try and they were, and yeah, but they still got another goal scored on. Mm-hmm. But that's why because and, they weren't so tight in the in in the back. They weren't being played. But, playing but, so but, smart. But it, but the second goal comes from a again. It, it, it's a mistake that maybe isn't as blatant as Polenta's back passes. But Shelvik gets the ball, and he has nothing but open space in front of him. And so he's dribbling up, as he probably should have, but he outruns the ball. Like, he's he's continuing running, but he's like, oh, shit, I forgot yeah, the ball. He tri- no, he outruns the ball, and he tries to outrun the defender that's coming after him, which is ridiculous. He, right. I think he tries to, like, yeah, he tries to, like, pull it back into his path, yeah. and he just he can't get that's it. That's when the Minnesota But his momentum is already taking him too far. Yeah. yeah. And so the defender, you know, picks his pocket. Uh, if you want to say, I don't even think he picked no, his he pocket. Just, no, it just me, it fell right in front of his feet. <laughs> he just right in front of his feet, him. right? And he turned, turned around with it, and then he just <laughs> yeah, and then he yeah. lobbed it into the box and header straight in. No, he didn't go straight in. He hit the post. It, he hit the oh, post. Okay, well, it hit the. Oh, that's it right. Hit that's the right. Post, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The post. And then the, the the rebound. I mean, and then if you want to, I mean, you could blame Shelvick yeah, for that. And but you can also blame like look, they were ball watching. In fact, the only criticism that I have of Felcher in this game because he played magnificent was the fact that he was ball watching on that play. Did you guys notice what he did during that play? Like I saw that he reacted, he reacted late and then uh, he reacted late. And then he, as soon as he realized that the guy had gotten past him, he just kind of like threw his hands up like, ah, crap. Okay. Well, well, once once he heads the ball, once, once the guy heads the ball and it hits the post, 
I think Felcher's like, oh, that's already in. But the Minnesota player decides just go straight after the ball right away. And that's why Felcher's just standing there. He's just standing there. He could have. Yeah, he literally is. He literally had no reaction when the when the ball hits the post. Usually just staring at it. Yeah. He's just watching it the whole way through. No, no, no. Lewis, he also kicks his foot out while he's standing there. Actually, okay, yeah. so like, so, oh man, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, well, it, it, I don't even know what to say to that because that's actually where I was going with this. Because not only was he just like watching the whole play, not a re- I mean, he didn't even flinch. Yeah, I'm just saying, oh, and then, man. <coughs> excuse me, oh man, but but holy gee, mister, but I don't think, see, I didn't interpret it that way. Like, I, I almost felt like he was just watching it, and then as as I, I forgot who scored it. Was it Ibarra? I think it was Ibarra no, who, who scored the, the, the yeah. second goal. Um, like, he, he kicks his leg up, but I don't think he he, he meant it as, like, an, oh, man. No. I think he meant it as in, like, no, I, like, like he's gesturing, like, if that was him, that's just a tap-in. Like, this. Like, like I, it really looked like he was mimicking the tap-in. Like, no, to, yeah, that, that's to, to me, it looks like he's stunned the entire time. And then once the guy mm-hmm. taps it in, he puts his leg out just involuntary, like, what he would want to do to get there to stop it, but he's just stunned. Yeah, maybe he's just that. Stunned. Yeah, it's just really <laughs> he's weird. Having an out of body. Yeah, he's just like he's just. I made the totally. We we're like, oh no, stop! I did it. Oh fuck, dude! You know, oh, no. yeah. but he's frozen. Really life he's is, frozen. Life really is a weird. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a really, really because, weird right like that, reaction. He's just like covering his mouth, and he's still stunned. He's just like, and Polenta yeah. looks at no, not Polenta. It's uh, who is that? Um, I can't tell. It was grainy. It just moved. It was too much motion. I couldn't tell. But someone's looking at him. It was funny. Yeah, yeah it, that that's pretty much the only criticism I, I have of Felcher the entire game, and it was kind of <laughs> it was really odd. No, he um, was totally ball watching, and he got stunned and frozen. Yeah. And then um, he went, oh man! <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't really do oh. it, well, man. But yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. Like he, uh, like I expected, God. like the arm to be like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, with a snap. Jeez, golly, <laughs> dang it! Oh man! Golly, gee whiz, Mister. <laughs> that, that was kind of his, that was kind of his reaction, yeah. the, the one that I saw. But you guys said you guys said the, the magic word, the one that I wanted to talk about, Diego Polenta. Yeah. Open one up for him. That man had a magnificent game. He was excellent, and you could see the thought processes in 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 Polenta. There was a couple of moments where he looked up and he saw that he didn't have a clear you know outlet pass, and so what did he do? He just lobbed it up the field to Antuna because he knew Antuna was running you know chasing after everything. And I was like, see, there you go. Yeah. That's all you That's had to you do. Gotta do. That's all you got to do in the future, man. <laughs> it's like you look around, you don't see a really clear opportunity to get a pass off. Just lob it up. You know, let somebody chase it down. Yeah. He also could have had a goal was really as happy. well in the game. He could have. Yeah, yeah, he hit the post. No, no, no. He got blocked. He was blocked. That's right. Yeah, it was blocked. It was a good opportunity, but uh, it was a good save. Uh, yeah, he could have He could have scored a goal. But, uh, we. I mean, I had said this. I said, look, I mean – you take away the back passes, he still has a solid game. No one's getting by him. He's not blowing coverage. He's not losing the aerial battles. He's a physical presence out there. He has the vision. Um, he has the confidence. The guy's been good for us. Jeez, why don't you he, 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 he just, he just, I, I, I would. I'd take him off for the, 
What, what, what do we say? The shrimp? The shrimp plate? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would totally oh, name him. Diego Polenta is a, is a saint. <laughs> Diego Polenta is a saint. Um, but, you know, without the mistakes, you can see what he brings. You know, I, it's it, it's not something that, that should be uh, very surprising if you have been watching since the preseason. Um, that's why the back passes were so shocking. Like, you probably wouldn't expect a player of that caliber to be making one, let alone two of the same mistake in back-to-back games. Uh, so here you are. What This is probably what you should be getting the rest of the season. And I said, you probably can't be afforded another uh, mistake uh, on the level that, that that he made in the first two games. But uh, you can tell, the guy is a very solid defender. I, it, it was a, it, It's a great pickup. And... Um, you know, um, and apparently we have more um, reinforcements coming in uh, on that back line. So um, uh, we have a Costa Rican uh, center back, uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez. Uh, apparently it's official that he will be uh, uh, in Galaxy uniform for uh, um, after the, uh, the international friendlies and that he'll be in camp and could be ready to go for the 31st. Well, uh, have, we, have we moved up in the allocation order? I don't know if it's <laughs> official official. We have well, to move up in the allocation order first in order do. to sign him. But I believe that everything between the team and the player has been sorted out. And yes, as soon as we move up in the allocation order, we can sign him and everything's, everything will be good. And hopefully but we'll have him for the Portland game. But it's not official official because the Galaxy okay. haven't announced it yet. Okay, fair enough. Um, but it it has been um, it has been confirmed by at least Kevin Baxter and Josh Guessman in that they have agreed to terms and yes, they have to get to the first spot um, in or they have to get to the top allocation spot. Um, but they said like, look, it, it's difficult, but we're gonna do it. <laughs> it's gonna happen. So I'm not really sure how or you know what the yeah. you know. Uh, the uh, the logistics behind that is, but I mean, again, if if you're already talking, you're saying, okay, look, this is a done deal. Uh, you're already in the mindset that it's going to happen. You have a route to that top spot of, in the allocation order. So, um, I have, uh, I, I'm pretty much saying that he's going to be uh, a member of the Galaxy family uh, in the very near future, and. Um, you know, it, it adds uh, even more depth to that uh, to that back line. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I think Daniel Stares is doing a pretty fine job back there. Yep. He's he's been perfect this whole season. He's been perfect. I feel. I mean, I, I got to assume bringing in Gonzalez, he's going to be a starter, and I yeah. would feel yeah. really bad for. I feel really bad for Steris, who has been playing so well and has been able to and wrestled the starting spot away from Romney because nobody mm-hmm. uh, had Steris starting uh, over Romney. We thought right. Romney was going to get that, uh, you know, um, pretty well, much was, was automatic. Well, maybe we need to feel bad for Romney because I, I think that Steris has a fighting shot at, you know, making sure that he keeps his starting spot over Gonzalez and maybe Gonzalez is there for the depth. Um, uh, you, you got to feel bad for Romney because well, I mean, Romney Romney is the one that's that's the odd man out in this scenario. Because well, let's say let's say 
Steris is able to beat out Giancarlo Gonzalez for that starting spot, you know Polenta's not going to go anywhere. And then who you got? You Ben Shelvick? Uh, you know, I think he's been fine for us. I, I don't think yeah, he's been terrible. I think he's, no, he's been fine. He, he's been um, more than fine. I actually think he's he's a very... I, I, I don't want to say perfect. Obviously, he has his mistakes, but I mean, no, compared he to what gave he up was, that ball. right? But when you compare what he was doing last season to this season, even if yeah. it is only three games and well, and and the preseason games, like he's done more in this season than he did all of last season. He's shown he's, me more. He this was. At, I think he's at fault for at least one of the Dallas goals as well. But but yeah, still he's he's been improved. That's for sure. But again, you feel bad for Dave Romney because what happens to Romney? He, Romney is always going to be the the backup to either uh, uh, Felcher or Shelvick. I mean, he can play any but any there, one of those but, positions. But you just said it; he's always going to be that backup. He's well, never going to get that starting spot. So for for a guy like Dave Romney, who just got resigned uh, to a new contract, yeah, he's making a little bit more money, but now he's not going to see the field as much. So you know, at what point is he going to want to get out? Well, I think with 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 Romney, if whatever reason, whatever the reason was, whether um, Scalotto's found because let's be honest, uh, Steris looks like a new man, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give credit to Scalotto here because no one else was unlocking this. He wasn't yeah. playing like this for anybody else, so I got to give a lot of credit to Scalotto here for making Steris play the way he's playing. Um, uh, or maybe you just partnered him, him up with Polenta, and all of a sudden they just had instant chemistry. For all we know, I don't know. Uh, maybe Romney didn't have that. Maybe you know, maybe uh, well, the pairing between Romney and Polenta now. didn't work out. There's communication, right? Because there was so, for whatever reason last, last two seasons. You saw everybody trying to kind of trying to be work work everything out on their own terms, you know, without listening to each other in the last couple of seasons. Yeah. So like now is, you know, everybody's in, in place. Everybody knows what they need to do, when they how 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 they need to execute, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean the the, the good news is is that the you now have depth. Uh not just the center back, but you have Romney as the guy who can fill in anywhere. You you added depth. And I, I gotta figure that a guy who went over to Serie A um is probably better than Steris, sure. Uh, whether it actually plays out that way where you know where they have uh, where he has chemistry with Polenta, um, that's yet to be seen. But if if that chemistry isn't there, I have faith in Scalotta saying, okay, well, it didn't work. So we're putting Steris back in. You know, uh, I have faith that okay, well this is currently working. We're gonna go with back to what was um what was a better pairing and you know we'll we still have the depth in case we need it. So I think overall it's a good signing. I think it's it's uh, obviously it was a position of, of need, and um, this was made possible by you know the the selling of Ola Kamara and the buying out of Geo. <laughs> you opened up a uh, you opened up uh, international spy. You got all kinds of cap space. Um, so um, you know overall this I think the team uh, it's another piece to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So so uh, good on them. Yeah. Um, before we get too far off topic, um, I, I do want to mention also that um, we had a, a, a debut on on Saturday. Uh, 17-year-old right back Julian Araujo made his debut. He had his friends and his family and uh, I guess a AYSO from uh, his hometown, Lampoc, in the house. I think he had something like 200 fans. Um, friend of the show and, and uh, 
frequent uh, guest host um, or co-host of Corner of the Galaxy, um, Eric Vieira, the Portuguese hammer, uh, was, as he said, was in the Julian Araujo uh, cheering section. So he was right in there with the, the Julian Araujo fans. Uh, they came out to see him and, and he got a, a few minutes in the game and made his debut. And, and you know, he he posted something at, after the game saying that it was a night that he was never going to forget. And that, you know, that's going to go a long way toward making these kids trust an organization like the Galaxy again. And, and, and look, I mean, you know, Araujo gets called up for the the U.S. Uh, under-23 Olympic qualifying group uh, that, that's going to go um, – play under Jason Christ. So, you know, it's, it's good to have a, a confident kid like that um, off uh, to a uh, to national team and, uh, and, you know, basically getting his, getting his uh, first MLS minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, here, here's a guy that was signed. Um, again, we talked about this with um, like Zubac and, and Alvarez were like, you know, maybe they weren't ready to, maybe they were in the plans, but maybe they had to, um, push those plans forward because of all the injuries and because of the you know the handicap at the time um, with the cap space. But I think because he couldn't go out and find that defender, I think they had to call him in or sign him to the first team. So I think it was kind of again a little bit of a desperation move, as it's like this is the only option that we can possibly have is I put a 17 year old as a backup. I'm sure that wasn't like Plan A, and um, but I mean good for him. He he. Uh, I have no doubt that he'll make the most of his uh, uh, of that opportunity, and uh, being called into one of the youth uh, national teams. I mean, it's <laughs> that can only be good, right? So, um, yeah. so yeah, so so good for him. Uh, hopefully, he goes in confidence. I mean, seventeen years old. The guy still has <laughs> he still has at least another five or six years before he hits his quote unquote prime. So, um, hopefully, there's big things uh, for him, and hopefully. Uh, a run at the senior team and, you know, a stint in Europe. So, uh, definitely a player to watch going forward. Yeah. And I, I don't think we, we talked about our man, man of the match for this, for this game. Um, so let's, if we could, let's do that real quick. Uh, Bobby, Antuna. who's your man of the match? Antuna. Antuna. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we uh, what, what more can I say than all of the, all of the, all exactly. of everything we've already said. I mean, we've said so much yeah. nice things about him. We should just send him some flowers. Uh, Bobby, I mean, sorry, Lewis. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, this, uh, this, this, this is your hell, dude. <laughs> Bobby, uh, it, it was <laughs> it was so nice. He had to say it twice. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, like uh, it, it's if if you were asking me to be, you know, pick something different. I can go somewhere different, but it, it, it's definitely Antuna. The guy was all over the place. Um, I think the defense started with him. I think the offense even started with him uh, making those runs. I mean, just little things that you probably – that won't even show up on stats. Um, he was doing uh, all those things and putting pressure on and opening space and creating uh, opportunities. Um, it has to be him. Uh, if I want to go different, maybe my second guy down the line, I would probably say Felcher, because um, because I, I, uh, again, but aside from the second goal, I, I thought he had a, a fantastic game. I never seen this 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 real Felcher 
Um, he had that that one move. No, I'm, that he put on I'm the telling defender, you, the whole um, team that, had some like swagger that day. They were doing all these yeah. little things, just trying yeah. to be very fashionable. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he and had a that little like back heel flick mm-hmm. to himself. It was like the uh, there's a name for it. I don't know what it is, but he basically he picks the ball up, he goes right, and in midair he goes right left and he cuts. Yeah. And so, oh, is that I, that Ronaldinho I, thing? Yes. Yes, that Ronaldinho yeah. thing. So, uh, the, so. the elastic, uh, elastic leg, or like uh, elastic. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. But yeah, that that th- he did that. I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> like, I, like you don't ex- expect it from a guy like him. Like you would probably expect that from like a Zlatan. Um, you would expect that from a um, maybe even an Alvarez. I think I think Alessandrini can. Alessandrini, oh, yeah, yeah Alessandrini is another one. I think I think. Well. Legit, and that's my other one. I think legit. I think um, I think legit's too humble to do it. No, he'll do stuff. No, like <laughs> he'll do shit like no. Uh, no, but yeah, yeah. But, for, but for I'm me, saying, I saw, for me, it's legit. There was other players that were doing things like that. For you, it was legit. Yeah, fantastic yeah. game for him. He he had a great game. I I don't think the midfield works without legit. So for me, I think I think he was uh, man of the match. I mean, obviously, Antuna well deserved. Well, Filcher, well deserved. Um, but you know, kind of, kind of go a little different, a little more unsung. I think Sebastian Lejet was fantastic. You know, it, it's funny that you said like you know the the midfield doesn't function with Lejet. I, I will, although without, I don't, dis- I, I don't disagree. Yeah, without Lejet, I don't disagree with you entirely. But I would put that as Jonathan because I think if you take Jonathan you out of that midfield, I think you suffer big time. If you're talking about MVPs, where you're not talking about like stats uh you know we had this conversation last year where like you're saying well um joseph martinez look he's gonna win the mvp there's no way you're not gonna vote for a guy who has uh who broke a scoring record but if you take away joseph martinez away from atlanta they're still okay if you took away zlatan away from the galaxy not so much like galaxy are gonna are, are gonna suffer um and you can even make the same case for miguel Almiron. If that's the case, Miguel Miron is probably your true MVP. If you take him away, what's Joseph Martinez doing now? Not much of anything. <laughs> He's not doing anything right now. So so there you go. So for me, our MVP actually is Jonathan. I think if he goes out of that midfield, I think this team suffers both defensively and mm. offensively. I, I okay. I'm gonna agree with you, but I'm gonna but I'm gonna ask you this. So uh Jonathan is out of the game. Is there anybody on the anybody else on the roster that can give you the same kind of thing that Jonathan does. Because for me, I think that's Legette. I think Legette can give you the same kind of work rate, the same kind of uh, destroyer kind of role that that Jonathan can give you sometimes. Um, not to that level, but I think that, that that's there. But you take Legette out, and I don't think there's another player on the team that does what he does. What I think happens now, and this is where Corona is such a big piece of the puzzle, because if you do take Jonathan out, you might go a level down, but with Legette and Corona there... I think you're fine. I think if you if Corona wasn't there and you put Legit, wait, who else are you going to pair him up with? Carrasco, Kitchen, buddy. Kitchen or Carrasco? That's a big step down. And I mean, even it, it, I mean, That's and I'm not talking about Legit. I'm talking about his partner. So there's a big decline in that midfield. I still think they'd be okay. And Legit is is a very um, viable backup to what Jonathan could do. But I think Corona is a big piece of that puzzle where, you know, you have that three-headed monster in the midfield. And one of them goes down, the 
the remaining two can definitely pick up the slack. Yeah. So, um, but that's a side note. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and argue that legit isn't the man. So, um, yeah, moot point. Um, as we head into the Portland game, um, there's reports that they fully expect Zlatan and Alessandrini to be in this game. Hmm. That's what GBS says. Maybe. Well, we have this bye week, so we have time. Yeah, there is time right now. Uh, we don't know the extent of Zlatan's injury just yet. Um, uh, all we know that it's maybe it's an Achilles, but they haven't said what foot it's on. Um, Alessandrini returned to um, to uh, to training today. So, I don't know. Um, do you think uh, either I, one of those guys get back gets back for the Portland game? I think they're both trying to get back to that game as soon as possible. They're both highly competitive. Uh, I mean, this isn't Geo. You're not going to find some excuse not to play. They're going to do the exact right. opposite. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, let me ask you this. Because there was a lot of talk on Twitter saying, you know, the, the, the hot takes that look at the way the team ran without Slatan and Alessandrini. Mm. Chances are you're probably not going to get that style when they come back, especially with Zlatan, because everyone's going to be looking for Zlatan. At least with Zlatan gone, you're saying, okay, who picks up the slack? You would probably think Alessandrini is going to be like, just naturally because of the way he is, it's going to be me. And he's going to do too much on his own. Not going to really incorporate the people around him. He's going to try to put the te- this team on his shoulders because that's just the type of player he is. He's gone. And everyone just kind of works together. Is this a better team without those two players? I, I, I don't know. Because you have... Mm, it's, it's hard to say. You can't repl- replace what a player like Zantan gives you. And I, I know we've had these conversations in the past about like Robbie Keane or... Um, Man, who else will we have had this conversation about? Because I know that at one point we said, well, is this a better team without, you know, maybe it was Zlatan. Maybe it was Zlatan last year when he went out uh, and we looked really good at, at one point. But no, I, I don't think we're a better team without Zlatan. I think that um, we play different, but I don't necessarily think that we're a better team without him. I mean, GBS even said in the post game, you know, um, if you're giving me a choice, uh, to have a team with or without Zlatan, I'm going to pick Zlatan every single time. And that's probably the correct answer. But, I mean, let's be honest. Even if you're trying to play the same style, Zlatan is not going to give you what Antuna did. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because there's a you know 18-year, you know 17-year uh, difference yeah. in age there, for one. And, um, you know, you, you're, you're not going to be able to pull Pull something like that off with, with Zlatan up there. He's not going to defend. Um, he, he'll track back, and you know, obviously, we, we saw him doing that. He, he goes back for set pieces. He's the tallest guy there. You, you kind of want him there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the the, the takes were there. No, you're saying you're. Uh, I think you're saying it exactly right. You know, <clears throat> I mean, look at there's going to be a difference, but it, what does it matter? That's not our team. Our team is with Zlatan. Our team is with Alessandrini. So this team does need to figure a way out to get this form, to get some way to to be an aggressive style, 
a style that has the majority of possession and a style to get the ball to Zlatan as well without a fo- without I- a forward that's constantly, you know, like Antuna. You know, you're not going to get that rate ever, ever by Zlatan. So that's not going to happen. But the rest of the pieces, we can somewhat see how it can be developed. And, and I think that with the midfield trio of Jonathan, Leggett, and Corona, like that's the key. I think that's that's what what GBS should be working around is is how do I keep those three together so that everyone around them can be successful? Because I think that's what's gonna what's what's gonna drive the the team forward. Yeah, I think that makes it kind of tricky because you have like you, you gotta keep those three in there. You gotta have Allison G in there. You gotta have Antuna in there and Zlatan. And we talked about this. That that that's a crowded. Um, that's a crowded midfield. That's a crowded offense. You know, do you go four five one? Do you go? You know, I doubt that he would put three in the back. I mean, I highly doubt that he would that that Skelota would have three three defenders in the back and go three. No way. I mean, you might do it out of necessity, but I don't. I I just don't see it. I don't. I don't think. It, um. I mean, the, the fact that defense was like your biggest. Um. You know, concern. I don't think you're going to put a three-man back line. I mean, you're still going to have to put Shelvick in there somewhere. Like, you know, is it going to be Shelvick, Polenta, and um, Gonzalez when he comes in? Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I just I, I don't get it. I mean, Shelvick likes going up. Mm-hmm. He's better, you know, as like pretty much as a as a wing back. Yeah. Um, he's, it, he's, he's so been a lot more I mean, doing that. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know how. You kind of incorporate that. What happens to Rolf Felcher? You know, he's not in that mix. You're not going to put him on there. So I, I mean, I highly doubt you're going to see a three-five-two. Um, but again, I mean, when you're signing these players and you're putting all these pieces, you had a plan, and that's and that's the point. That's Kalota and, and and the close. I've said this before. They have a plan. They're not signing players because it's a name. They're not signing players like, oh, we need uh this guy or okay, let's just sign this regular guy because I know who he is. You know, he's they're, they're signing players that fit the system and that will, you know, work under what Skelter is trying to do. So I have no doubt in my mind that they have a plan going forward. They're going to have a strategy as to what they're going to want to do. And as you can tell as to what happened here in, in this past game, they have a plan B. And I'm sure they have a plan C. So um, what that's a difference. A, a, well, huge difference, a huge difference. And we got to, I mean, that cannot go overlooked. You have to give credit uh, where credit's due. Um, so you definitely have to say that. Um, obviously, going into the, the Minnesota game, we did not feel confident at all as we all had Minnesota winning this game. Um, we have a bye week, so no balls and beers or new, uh, no, no new predictions uh, for um, until, uh, until the, the, the following week. But... Uh, how do we feel going into Portland? Um, I think that Portland is is a wounded animal right now, and I, I don't think that they're going to get any better. Uh, it's it's going to take them a while to figure out what whatever's wrong with with them. And I think that given given the way that the Galaxy played on Saturday, I don't think that Portland can disrupt what the Galaxy is doing. So I think. Uh, you know, I feel pretty good going into that. Mm. Bobby, is it, it? Do you? I mean, you said that 
the Atlanta game against Philadelphia was a must-win game. They didn't win that game. Obviously, it's not a must-win as far as like their season is is done. Yeah, but to save face. But 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 this right exactly. Um, I'm gonna ask this, and, and I'll explain why. Is this a must-win game for the Galaxy? You know, I don't really think in that in those same terms. I don't think it's like a save face kind of thing. Um, I think it's more of a personal confidence thing for themselves. For themselves, they need this is a must-win for themselves. Um, they, 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 they need to show that they can continue playing this kind of style even outside of home and to do this a full 90. This is the key, a full 90. The second half, we still have not really done that much better. Um, if we're allowing goals in, whether it's just Bingham's mistake or whoever, whatever, whatever excuse you want to use for any of the goals, we should not be allowing so many goals in such a short amount of time at the end of the at the end of the game uh when we have such a huge lead and we're constantly um holding and having possession of the ball um so we have to see if we could pull this one out again we don't know if Zlatan or Alessandrini is going to be there but it really doesn't matter it, ma- it what matters is the team needs to be at its best um I David what do you think must win game for Portland <clears throat> no for Galaxy no, I don't think it's a must-win game. I think I think it would be good to get the momentum going uh, because you always want to win, but I don't think it's a must-win game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a must-win in that your season depends on it. It's not a must-win as in, you know, you, you can't afford to lose or you're going to be out of the playoffs. I think that <clears> – I think when you're playing against a Portland side that is – Currently winless. Uh, they should at least have one win. They got really unlucky in Colorado uh, when Colorado scored in the final seconds. Um, and then getting trashed by LAFC and then getting trashed by uh, an expansion team. Um, I think that, and after coming off a performance like that on Saturday, I think they're kind of obligated to show it that it wasn't a fluke. So I'm not saying that it's a must-win game in that your season depends on it, but I do feel that, look... You got to prove to not just yourselves, but the fans and the rest of the league that it wasn't just a one-time thing. It wasn't that lightning struck, you know. Um, it wasn't just because we were playing a, a Minnesota team that also, um, you know, had a lot of travel in between them. Uh, Portland um, has road games, but they're going to have this bye week, so it's not that they were playing. They're going to have that break in between the travel. So it's going to be as if, you know, they were playing at home for two weeks and then traveling down to uh, down to L.A. for this game. But I think that Portland has better. Well, I mean, as far as personnel, you know, they have good players. They have Chada. They have Valeri. They have a a lot of players that can't hurt you. They're not clicking right now. They're obviously not Mm -hmm. the same team that we saw last season. Um, so right now, um, as it stands, Portland is a very poor team, and I think the Galaxy are very obligated to re- repeat that performance, especially at home. Um, they're right now they're two and zero, and we talked about how you know we need to make um, the Diggity a uh, a fortress again, and I think they're on their way. Um, so in that sense, this may not be must win, but I think they're obligated. They're very obligated to to uh, to win this game. In my opinion. Well, in general, every game is a must-win. So right, exactly. Right. I was just gonna say, I think they're obligated to win every game. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, you know what I meant. So what was yes, I, I, I don't think it's the end of the world if we don't win this game. 
if we come out and shit the bed and lose 6-0, that, that, there's a problem. But if we go out and we draw, you know, Portland surprises us or, you know, something else happens for whatever reason, um, uh, you know, I don't think it's the end of the world. I, I, I'm calling something a must win right now, given that we're, what, 2-1? and one? Yeah, not we're two and one right now. Not not a big deal. No. Yeah, but that's not what he's saying, and he said that a few times. It's not about the statistics. It's a must-win in like moral a moral sense or like a a sense of like just how they feel for them for themselves I, like to to prove to fans and stuff like that. That's what he means. I, I think it's a must-play well. How about that? <laughs> oh my god! Okay. You can because they can on, you can on, play well on, and, on, and lose on, or not you, win. Yeah, you can play well and then lose. Yes. So, um, is that all the galaxy talk we have? God, we've been talking for a long time. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> this is, uh, well, this is what I wanted more galaxy talk. Mm. Uh, okay. So now on to the Punisher talk. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and that, and, pull, that pull lost. <laughs> uh, and, and by Punisher, I, well, it, it, was, it caught it was up like pretty, days, days down the middle. Later, days later, David, I knew you were going to bring that shit up like that. I was like, no, no, no. He's going to be like, look at 50, 50. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like a whole week later. <laughs> well, that's how long the poll was up. <laughs> no, the poll was up for a day. No, it was, it was, it was, yeah, you, 24 no, hours it, later. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it was 24, 24 hours. hours. So it couldn't have caught up a week later. Right, sorry, I'd like to, okay. Anyway. You can't triple step a double, double step. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> You can't triple double. You can't triple stamp with double stamp, Lloyd. <laughs> uh, speaking of Punisher punishments, um, the U.S. national team has games this week. So as we talked about in balls and beers, we're on international break. Of course, MLS is is playing through the through the break, but not all of teams. Not the not the Galaxy. Um, the USA is going to face Ecuador, and is going to face Chile. So. Um, this is going to be Berhalter's first camp where he calls in pretty much anybody he wanted to. Uh, so Christian Pulisic is there. Weston McKinney is there. Tyler Adams. Um, it's the Woodstock of and new of, USA players. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, Jossie's artist. Okay, I don't, I, don't think you, I, don't, I don't think that full <laughs> silence really was... Really <laughs> um, I, I just love like the three players that he named. Literally, like the the the, the three most like promising or skillful prospects. You we have Pulisic, we got Adams, we got McKinney, and, and Zardes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> shit. Um, so so missing so missing from this missing from the roster is uh, Josh Sargent and uh, Tim Weah because they are both with the U23s along with Michael. I mean, sorry. Along with Julian Araujo, not Michael Araujo, the announcer. Uh, along with Julian Araujo <laughs> and Kevin Carter-Vickers with the U23s. Um, it, attempting to qualify for the first Olympics in over 10 years. Um, so best of luck to uh, the youth national team. Uh, obviously, we'll be talking about USA versus Ecuador and USA versus Chile. So they play, uh, USA Chile plays on Tuesday night. That's our record night. So... I don't know if we're going to push back the pod or if we're just going to watch the game and then immediately go into into uh, recording. Um, we'll but I would, <laughs> I, I'll exactly. I was. I would totally do it live. What time is it at? If you guys are sure, down. we can do it live. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah, if it's during the time, we'll just watch it live. I'm down. <laughs> totally down. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, that's what we have coming up next week. Um, I don't think there's a lot to to preview in the U.S. game. It's it's all it's still very. Let's see what happens. Um, games don't really aren't, aren't really that important right now. It's just kind of like trying out guys, seeing seeing what works within uh, Burhalter's system, and uh, getting ready for the Gold Cup coming up in the summer. Yep, I agree. No real games until the Gold Cup, so yeah, nothing to get too uh, worked up about. All right. Do we have any more final thoughts then? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Balls and Beers season four. So uh, this is a little bit of a, a I'm springing this on you guys, but um, I'm already thinking about next next season. Balls and Beers season four. Uh, MLS has announced that they have partnered with MGM uh, and uh, they are now going to be doing they're now going to be doing sports betting in MLS. Uh, so Balls and Beers season four from the floor of the MGM Grand. Wow. Bookmark. Yeah, that's something. That's something that I wanted to do last year. That's our no, no, no. The entire season. Can I bet with pennies? We're gonna have a residency like Britney oh. Spears. Oh shit! Damn. See, this is a good mood. See, David, you finally ended the fucking show on a good note. Wow, but it sounds ah. so angry though. Yeah, that was that was very no. angry. Touch Whoa. it. <laughs> Touch it. <laughs> Rub it. Lewis, any final thoughts? <laughs> uh, well, I have many now. It's after 10.30 and you're saying that oh. uh, in that voice. Uh, no, look, so uh, final thought uh, for me real quick. Uh, Friday night, uh, this past Friday night, we went to uh, to a brewery to go um, hang out with other uh, Galaxy fans from the Inland Empire. Oh, yeah. um, they wanted <laughs> to get together uh, um and uh, you know, start a supporter group uh, out there in the IE, and they want to to um, get as many people out there and brainstorm and you know talk about what what it's all about. We met some pretty cool people out there, um, and so it was a nice little turnout. Um, talking about you know watch parties out there because you know um, you know sometimes you really can't go to the games. Uh, you know that that drive is kind of like you know if you're if you're out there. Um, the away games, yeah, I, I know we started doing that a couple seasons ago, um, so they kind of wanted to keep that going. Um, but it was cool. We met a lot of cool people um, at the event, so um, hopefully that's a thing that I uh, can pick up steam. And, uh, you know, if you're out in the IE, um, by all means, uh, the, the next time there's a watch party out there, um, go out and make uh, some new friends and uh, meet other Galaxy fans and uh, have a good time. So... Um. Yeah, David. David was there too. So I don't know if you, you have any thoughts on on More that. Thoughts? No, I I agree. No, <clears throat> just just what Lewis said. Um, you know, we'll, we're we're going to try and uh be a little bit more out there this year. Um, I, I'm gonna. I know for me, I'm gonna try to attend more watch parties. If there's some in the Inland Empire, uh, you know, that's kind of like. It more in my neighborhood. There's not a lot in San Gabriel Valley, or if there is, it's it's out closer, like Rosemead, and uh, it's kind of hard for me to get out there. Um, and I know Bobby's been to a couple of watch parties up in uh, Antelope Valley, right? Somewhere around here. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Well, I, I know at least from my perspective, I'm gonna try to get out there a little bit more. If you guys see us at a watch party, come by, say hello. Uh, you know, we'll we'll probably have stickers. Um, so you know, just hit us up. I, I did have um, a dude hit hit us up um, 
from like an Instagram post. He wanted stickers, so him and his girlfriend came by, uh, gave them stickers, and uh, and and they were pretty happy that uh, they, yeah they caught me in line at Chancho's Tacos uh, <laughs> at the stadium. So. What you get? So like they rent tacos. Like they they. I did. I get up. I got a burrito. No, I got the fr- the salad fries. They were really good. They were actually very really good. Oh yeah, crispy and they were oh. really good. I was like, damn, that sounds good. So yeah. So so they like they recognize you in line or no no no, no. like they hit us up they hit they hit us up via the Instagram and they're like hey you know oh, okay. you do you have stickers and I'm like yeah I'm in line at Chancho's so they came oh, by okay gotcha gotcha cool cool uh, but I did run into a guy that we met at the uh, the IE meetup so. Uh, Talk to him for a little bit above uh, above Lars. That was cool. So yeah, wow. shout out to all those people. And like I said, if if uh, if there's watch parties in like the Pomona, West Covina area, or out in Rancho, uh, Upland, wherever in those areas, uh, Ontario, hit us up. You know, we're we're around and uh, and we'll try to get out to those and have uh, have stickers and maybe some other stuff. All right, all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode one fifty one. I'm here with David and Lewis. Bye-bye. See you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 